Hey guys, welcome back to the Mad Hatter podcast, where a little bit of madness is key. My name is Rachel Shaw, and today we're going to get into how to romanticize your life, regardless of the circumstances that you're in. So this is something that has been brought to my attention more recently because as someone with bipolar disorder, you have to really learn to like go with the highs and then just kind of embrace the lows and make the most of what you can. And with my recent diagnosis, I have been trying more than ever to romanticize my life as much as I possibly can. I think people forget how important it is to do this, especially when you're single. That is something that I've also been ultra aware of recently because I just got out of a long-term relationship, which is a whole other story. But um, when you're in a relationship, it's easy to do this naturally because you're so infatuated with the person that naturally everything else in your life just feels... So, like, lovey-dovey and, like, you're just, the sunsets look better, the coffee that you drink in the morning tastes better. Like, everything is just amplified and much better when you're infatuated with someone because chemically, like, I don't know science things, but chemically something's going on in your brain where you just are having a rush of those, like, happy hormones and happy chemicals. So, I think it's important to prioritize feeling like this even when you're not in a relationship, which can be very, very hard. It's so easy to fall in the cycle of just kind of going through the motions of life. You know, we get distracted with like things going on in our day-to-day lives. We get caught up in work. We get stressed with family and relationships and different problems and stuff. It's so easy to just kind of forget that we are living our lives now. I think we get this idea that one day we'll reach this life where we're just relaxed and we enjoy everything. But dude, you're living your life right now. And that's also something that I've learned very recently is that I'm living my life now. There's no day, there's no event, there's no person that's going to come into my life and suddenly I'll start living. I'm doing it now. I need to start embracing things now. And I don't know, this is going to sound kind of hippy-dippy, but you only get so many days in your life and you really got to just like make the best of it because what else are you going to do with that time? I don't know. Anyways, I digress. But especially as someone with a disorder that makes you dissociate a lot, it's very easy to be detached from reality, to not feel connected to the things that you're doing, to just kind of go through the motions and do your best. But I actually find in turn that working to romanticize your life makes you feel more present as someone that dissociates a lot. So that's something that's kind of cool. Getting yourself to the point where, where you are enforcing this in your daily life is really difficult. And especially if you're at a low point in your life, it can be ridiculously hard to be like, oh, I love my morning coffee, my matcha, my cat. Oh, I love reading. I love the way that the shadows fall in the sky. I love how the sunlight hits the corner of my room. Like doing shit like that is really hard when you're at a low fucking point. I spent years, especially in middle school, quite literally just trying to stay alive. And I wasn't really focused on making the most of every moment. You know what I mean? Like I, not to get too into detail, but like I was literally fighting for my life as a 12-year-old because I was so depressed and so unable to move most of the time. Like, getting myself out of bed was an accomplishment. So I wasn't really focused on the, the smell of the roses and the 
way that light hits my bed. I don't know. Like, I wasn't focused on any shit like that. Nor was I, like, at a point where I was, like, at that infatuated, romanticized way of life. I think another thing is that our generation, and by our generation, I don't mean Gen Z. I don't mean millennials. I mean the people that are alive today. I mean people that are alive today that have been alive in the last century and have been here for the age of the internet. Anyone who is in that group is so consumed by media and performing. Like, performance on social media is taking over our lives and making it so difficult for us to live in the moment. Like, it is ridiculous how many people will just live through their Instagram. And it's really tragic. Like, there is something to be said, and I'll get into this later, but there is something to be said for, like, capturing things to reminisce later and documenting your life. I think that's a great thing. But there are so many people that do it with the wrong intentions that it consumes their lives and it makes it impossible for them to like live just live their lives I look at celebrities or more particularly people that are like c-grade celebrities like youtubers and like influencers people like that not like the kardashians and stuff because we all know their lives are like glorious beyond compare but I look at people that are pretty much living like average lives but they're just having everyone witness their lives like youtubers basically what I'm getting at is youtubers but I wonder how much of their daily routines and their what I in a days and their travel vlogs and their whatever I wonder how much of that is real and how much of it is performative because I remember Haley Pham in one of her she's a youtuber if you don't know her um in one of her videos she was like yeah I love filming all the stuff that I do with Ryan which is her husband now um but this was when they were dating and she was like I love documenting everything we do together because this is stuff that I would do with him regardless of whether I was filming it or not and I thought that was really interesting because I was like would they actually be doing all this shit like would they be building forts in their thing would they be staying in the potato in Idaho the potato Airbnb in Idaho would they be going up from Texas up to like Michigan or whatever would they actually be doing that if it weren't for the sake of a video? And then I wonder on a micro level, like, would they be eating that avocado toast for breakfast if it wasn't going to be put in a video or on their Instagram story? Like, it is so interesting to see how much of their lives are influenced by them representing themselves. And I wonder how much of that transfers over to their actual lives. If they weren't YouTubers, if they would actually do it. I think my point has been made. But it makes me wonder about my own life. Am I... in? By I, I mean, like, the general population that isn't monitored by thousands and thousands of people. But do we perform on social media for the sake of portraying ourselves to be better or because we actually want to live that life? Does that make any sense? I don't know. All this being said, you really have got to start romanticizing your life. And it will change your life because... This is something that's really hard to be consistent with, as is anything. But once you're in the swing of things and you are romanticizing your life, everything just is so much better. Even on the shitty days that you have, laying in bed and watching TV feels movie-esque, if that makes sense. And I don't want to say that like you want to live in a movie or whatever, but you want to live in a romanticized world where you're making the most of even the shitty days. I saw this quote on 
I think Tumblr, and I'm just going to read it because I feel like it sums up exactly how I feel about all of this. And it's something that I just wanted to expand on in this episode. But the quote is, you've got to start romanticizing your life. You've got to start believing that your morning commute is cute and fun, that every cup of coffee is the best you've ever had, that even the smallest, most mundane things are exciting and new. You have to, because that's when you start truly living. That's when you look forward to every day. And I think that's so true because, like I said, you only have so many days on this freaking planet. And if you look at all of the shit and you look at the depression and all the bad things happening to people, yeah, you're going to live a miserable life. But there is so much to be seen and there are so many great things that we truly take for granted that it is so easy to fall in the habit of not being aware of those things. And I think that we need to do a better job of A, appreciating it, but also living through it living through the good times and the bad and just embracing all of it. You know what I mean? So how do we do that? I'm going to go over some of the things that not only help me, but might help other people. Some of these things don't help me, but I know for a fact they work for other people. For example, a lot of people find that waking up early helps, even if you're not a morning person, because having that time to yourself to like reflect and be grateful and just be quiet, that makes you more pensive. It makes you more reflective. It makes you more aware of the things going on in your life. And I think that having that time to yourself, whether it's in the morning or if it's at night or whatever, I think is very important because you need to be cognizant of the things in your life and reflect. And it also has to be intentional. I think that's a whole other thing because if you're just sitting there thinking about, if you're just meditating and marinating and all of the shit, then obviously that's not going to be very helpful. But if you have a peaceful time to yourself to reflect on your life and the things that are going good for you, then I think that can be very beneficial. And whether that's in the morning, like whether that means getting up at 6am and doing yoga and journaling and reading or whatever, or if that's just laying in bed, staring at the ceiling at night, which sounds much more depressing, obviously, but if you do it with intention, then it can be a good thing. But having those moments to yourself is so important. And kind of on top of that, with everything that you do, you have to do what works for you. If having routine and consistency makes you happy, then do that. If you have to have something new every week, then do that. If you're more of a go of a flow, go with the flow person, do that. I personally fluctuate between needing insane routine, like down to the bone, minute by minute, like organized life to the next week needing to do things at my own pace. And so that's something that's really difficult. I think that also has to do with being bipolar um, is that I'm not a consistent person in that sense. Like some days I will want to wake up, have a morning routine, do all of the steps to getting ready, have my morning coffee, have a little time to read and journal, do all that. And then other weeks... I want nothing to do with that. I want to just roll out of bed and go and get going. So that's why you kind of have to find what works for you because it could be inconsistent like that or you could be a person that strives off of routine but it's hard for you and that's something that you have to prioritize or you could just be a person that needs to go with the flow and do things at your own pace and that's okay. But you have to do what works for you. That's very important and it also has to be intentional. If you're just lazily getting out of bed even though it doesn't benefit you, that's not going to help. But if you know that like 
mix matching when you study what in what clothes you wear or I don't know like other routine things if you want to do your makeup before your hair or shower after I don't know just point is do what works for you Another thing that I found is really beneficial is making your own food and practicing intuitive and conscious eating, even if it's hard for you. And if you're someone that struggles with mental health, I know eating can be a very touchy subject. Uh, I personally struggled with an eating disorder back in middle school, probably at my lowest mental point in life. And obviously, like once you have an eating disorder, you always have an eating disorder. So there are times where I won't eat. And there are times when I quite literally have to force myself to because I need nutrition. And I think it's important to prioritize that as much as possible because obviously eating is like important. But if this is something that's hard for you, then this might be a touchy subject. But having your own food that you put your time and energy to is so rewarding and so much more than just like going to a dining hall or picking up McDonald's, or even if it's, like, healthy food. The fact that you put your own time and energy into it, you watch the process go, it's much more fulfilling and rewarding. Um, Another thing is intuitive eating. This is, again, if you're someone that meal plans and that works for you, fucking great. If you're someone that that one day will eat breakfast and then the next day doesn't eat breakfast or lunch but eats dinner and that genuinely works for your body. I'm not saying, like, oh, it's convenient. No, like it actually works for you. It's benefiting your body. Then do that. Literally, so much of this is literally just doing and figuring out what works for you and doing it intentionally because intention is everything. But for me personally, um, making my own food helps a lot. I can't really do that at school very much because there's a kitchen and yeah, there's like a kitchen in the dorm, but like you have to bring your own like you have to do your own grocery shopping and there's not places to keep the groceries and then you have to get like dishes and you have to wash all the dishes and it's just a bigger ordeal than it is than doing it at home. But when I am at home, I try to make my own food. I try to help my mom like in the kitchen and stuff. I like baking stuff. Baking, okay, this is a whole witchcraft thing, but kitchen witchery and putting your own like magical intent into stuff, it's so different from just like ordinary baking because you're putting your own intentions into it and you can you're manifesting your own success and your own well-being anyways I digress that'll be a whole other episode um but yeah so just eat with more intention another thing that I freaking love is making your own playlists I actually have one for specifically for romanticizing your life and it is called I'm a Sagittarius rise or wait no what is it it's I have a Sagittarius rising and Pluto in my first house and you think you're the main character and then the subtitle is you're not you're funny though if you if you're not into astrology then like Sagittarius risings and Pluto's like it's a very main character romanticize your life placement to have in astrology terms so Anyways, the playlist is a bunch of songs that, like, are just purely for romanticizing your life. And if you guys want um, to check that out, if you just search in Spotify, you'll find it. But, yeah, make playlists for different moods. Make playlists for different people in your life. Make, like, not for them, but, like, ones that remind you of them. Like, your best friend or your romantic significant other or your 
brother or sister or your niece. I have one for my niece and I fucking love it because she's a little baby and I have a little playlist that reminds me of her. Um, I also like making playlists for like, I have a monthly playlist that I make. So it, every month I make a new playlist and I listen to that throughout the month. And then whenever I go back and listen to it, I like associate those songs with that period of time in my life like I literally have had multiple instances where a song will come on and I'll be like oh that was on a monthly playlist and I'll remember exactly what playlist it was on and it was like two years ago like I started this in 2018 right and it's 2021 now and quite literally last year I remembered which ones they were from some of like the first playlist that I made it's insane but I really recommend doing that it also gets you exposed to new music which is awesome it's very fun but Generally, I just think that helps romanticize your life and kind of your it's like you have your own soundtrack in your life, especially with the monthly playlists. But making playlists in general and listening to them and having like a consistent association thing is so cool. Another thing is take pictures of everything. Like anything that makes you smile, take pictures of it because when you're aware of something bringing you happiness and you take a picture of it, it like reinforces that idea that it made you happy and then you can look back on it and then you'll be happy again. It's such a simple thing but then you start noticing more things that bring you joy. Maybe even take videos. That's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, I actually used to make these monthly videos again like around the same time that I started making monthly playlists where it's just it's like a second in a day videos but I do like a couple seconds because I like the versatility. But you take like a couple second videos and then you edit them together and you put them all together and then you reflect back on the month and it's so cute because it's like a montage of everything that you did and it literally makes you feel like you're living in a movie. That This is probably the most beneficial tip that I have is making monthly videos or documenting your life through video in some way. But I caution you, don't let it ruin the moment because... You don't want to be taking videos to show other people. You want to take them to show yourself. And also with the intention of, I want to remember this moment. I say, don't let it ruin the moment. Let it be part of the moment. Because you really don't want to be living to take videos to show other people. Or to be like, oh, look at my cute little life. You want to show yourself your cute little life. I don't know if that makes any sense. But genuinely, it has... Whenever I do this, my life is significantly better. And I look back on those videos and they are some of the happiest times of my life. And that could just be coincidence. Like the time that I was really good at doing it consistently for like a period of like four or five months. I look back at those times and it is genuinely the happiest that I think I've ever been. And I don't want to say that's completely because of the videos, but I think it definitely helped. And being able to look back on it and see the good parts is really helpful to making you feel like your life isn't complete shit. (laughs) Another thing is journal in some type of way. And this kind of goes off with the last thing because it can be any form of journaling. It can be writing, it can be typing, it can be vlogging for yourself. Just some form of documentation of what's going on in your life so that you can look back on it and remember all the things you did. I look back... I'm actually going to have another episode about this, but I look back through my Finsta and even when I was like so upset about whatever was going on in my life at the time, looking back and seeing it, 
just makes me so nostalgic and so happy to be alive. Even even for the shit parts. Like, even when I was mentally at my lowest points. Like, I look back on those moments and obviously I don't want to go back to them. But it makes me happy that I went through them and that I'm on the other side of it. And it just... Being able to look back on your life is such a powerful thing. And being able to read the things that you had to say and not necessarily remember writing them, but knowing that it was you makes you feel so much more connected to yourself. It makes you feel so much more whole and complex and human because you think that you know everything about yourself until you see parts that you don't quite remember. And I don't know how to explain this, but knowing that you'll never completely know yourself is part of romanticizing your life because you just want to suck up every moment that you can and retain everything that surrounds you because you know that you never will be able to. And it just, it brings an eagerness to live to your full potential. That was a little hippy-dippy, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, But I just think that some form of documentation is like super important because it really gets you into yourself and into your mind. On top of that, meditating. I know it's not for everyone, but if it works for you, meditation can be super beneficial and super helpful because it centers you, it grounds you, it makes you, similarly to like getting up early in the morning or just having time to yourself, whether that's meditation or whether that's staring at the wall, which honestly, people don't like to admit it, but that is a form of meditation. As long as you're thinking and like, taking time taking time to be conscious of your thoughts you are meditating meditation can be through music it can be through breathing exercises it can be through guided meditation it can be running it can be exercise it can be a numerous amount of things but having time to yourself to think is so important for a your mental health like genuinely like because it's like scientifically proven to like release endorphins and like Uh, whatever that stress hormone is it cuts down on that and like it helps chemically with all those things which anyways I sound like like a therapist talking to a 13 year old but that's okay it helps and it helps you to be more aware of the things going on in your life it helps you to be more appreciative of everything surrounding you and I don't know I think it's super helpful on top of that Make your space feel comfy. If you are living in a room with white walls and nothing on them, and there's nothing in your room but a bed, a dresser, and a desk, you are not going to feel like you're in your own space. You're not going to feel like you're living your own life. I think it's so important to make your space feel like a home, whether that be a dorm room, your bedroom, an entire house, an apartment, like, whatever. You need to, like, make that shit comfy. Like, light a candle or buy yourself some flowers. Like, in Wizards of Waverly Place, when Alex, like, buys herself flowers and she has them, like, all over their apartment or whatever. Do that. Like, you almost want to feel like you're living inside your head, which sounds really weird. But one way that I do this is I take magazine clippings and I make collages and I put them on my wall and I got this idea from an ex of mine actually but she used to write on her walls like with markers and paint 
and obviously I can't do that but I can tape magazine clippings to the wall and it looks really cool and it's like you're literally putting your own art on the wall and so a it's so much fun but b it literally makes you feel like you're living inside your mind which is so cool so part of romanticizing your life is like making your space comfy making it feel like yours whether that's through books and plants or mugs on the walls or weird swords and collections and whatever just make it yours and also just make it comfy like have some fuzzy socks wear some sweatpants every once in a while have mood lighting that's really helpful like whether that be fairy lights or led lights or something like lighting helps a lot another thing that i really love and this is one of my favorite things to do of all time is to go on a drive until i get lost and then find my way home without using a gps it really is like a meditation of its own to be honest I do this like once a month, maybe a bit less because gas has been expensive recently, but if, especially if you're in a new area and you don't know where things are around you, this will help you get acquainted really help, like really easily. But even if not, like I would do this around my hometown all the time and I would find like weird places that I've always like never known where they went. Like I would go down roads that I've always looked up and never went down before and it's just, you get that feeling that you're in a movie, like, especially when you get some good music on and you put the windows down and it's like, there's a sunset or you're in the dark or whatever, like, you'll, you'll feel like you're in a movie. And I feel like having moments like that is really important, not from a, like, oh, I need to be in a plot, I need to be a character in a plot arc or whatever, like, that's kind of toxic. But when I say living in a movie it's in the sense that like everything feels like it was designed for you to live this moment and having more moments like that is like super important because that's when you start to feel alive then a couple quick ones uh read books I get like a whole other narrative going on in my head like I start narrating everything that I'm doing in my head when I've been reading a lot which is <laughs> really weird but really helpful uh people watch watching humanity and feeling I believe the word is sonder when you like wonder what people are going through and like what their lives are like and what they're thinking that is called sonder I believe getting that makes you feel more romanticized tell people that you love them randomly because being appreciative of the people around you is so important, especially when it comes to like romanticizing your own life. And then last one, just pull little innocent pranks, like put a sticker on someone's back or jump out and scare someone or like see how far you can get with making like a joke with someone gullible or something and then like tell them afterwards because you don't want to be a jerk. But like, it's just the small things like that that you really have to cherish and like that make your life your life you know what I mean all right guys so that's all I have for you today if you like this podcast be sure to give it a like and a follow because that helps me out so much remember to romanticize your life a little bit go read a book go light a candle go eat a cookie go drink your coffee and really taste how it tastes like do something that will make your life a little bit better and a little bit brighter and uh, stay mad. <laughs>